does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. I'm Bob Lovell, and we're glad you're with us, getting ready for the uh, new year. Try to get you there throughout the night. Right now, though, the star of our show, because he's got the scores. It's a busy weekend, and you need somebody this good. It's Network Indiana's Nathaniel Finch. Nathaniel Finch with you here from our downtown Indianapolis studios on Monument Circle. Let's start with the big score of the night. That is down the road at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. The Indiana Pacers winners 140 to 126 over the New York Knicks. The Pacers jumped the Knicks. They now have a half game lead over New York in the conference standings. Taking a look at some of the outstanding performers and boy were there a lot. It starts with point guard and all-star player Tyrese Halliburton. 22 Two points, 23 assists. The second straight game that Tyrese has done such. He had 20 and 20 against Chicago on Thursday night. He's now the third player in league history with two straight games, 20-plus points, 20-plus assists. The other two, pretty good company, John Stockton and Magic Johnson. Looking at the rest of the box score here, Miles Turner led the Pacers in scoring with 28 points. He also had eight rebounds, shot six of eight from downtown. Right behind him, Aaron Neesmith, 25 points, seven for 11 from three. Hey, that's a common theme. This team shot well from downtown today. Really helped them put up the 140 points. After Neesmith, off the bench was Benedict Matherin. He had 20 points at three of his five from downtown. And then to route out the starting lineups, Nemhard had 14. Jalen Smith had nine. They did allow 38 points from Dante DiVincenzo on the other end and 28 apiece from Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. And for the Knicks, it's a team that just traded away a couple of its better offensive players to Toronto. They got in exchange star player OG Ananobi. He's a player that the Pacers were rumored to have interest in. Obviously, they do not trade for Ananobi. He goes to New York. Of course, didn't play today. That trade went through earlier this afternoon. But that does open the door. There's been rumors that the Pacers linked to Toronto's Pascal Siakam. Does this make it more likely Siakam gets dealt? And does it mean that the Pacers go for him? Listening to Rick Carlisle today, earlier this afternoon, he had a uh, funny one-liner talking about this team's 28th-ranked defense. Here you go. Being historically great on offense is, is fun, but it's, you know, even dating a pretty girl gets boring after a while, you know, if she can't guard anybody. The pretty girl, the team's number one offense, and of course that 28th ranked defense, but they have been improving over the last few games. Some lineup changes are doing better. Carlisle says a, a very fun quote that's uh, going around the internet. It's a fun one to hear. Let's move on to the blue and white, the Indianapolis Colts. They are also hosting a game. This one comes tomorrow. Almost a must win against the Las Vegas Raiders that game at Lucas Oil Stadium at 1 o'clock. The 8-7 and seven Colts they're in a three-way tie for the division lead. Of course, the Jaguars hold tiebreakers over the Texans and the Colts all at 8-7. and seven. And even more so for the number 7 seed, that final wild card spot, the Colts in a four-way tie. 
This could get murky in the best way the Colts can come out on top. Just win your next two games. It starts with Las Vegas. Tomorrow they basically control their own destiny. Just like what Matt Taylor was saying, in 2021 against Vegas, two games left. They could not beat the Raiders. Then they have a chance to rectify that here and try their hand in making the playoffs or potentially hosting a playoff game if they can finish these last two games with a better record than the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Texans tomorrow will play against the 5-10 Titans at 1 o'clock. The Jags get to host the 2-13 Carolina Panthers, but... C.J. Stroud playing for the Texans. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence out against the Panthers for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So interesting standings watch from that front. If you're watching the Colts game, just keep an eye on the score updates from those two other AFC South squads. We'll hear from some of the Colts throughout the rest of the night. Also tell you some scores from around Division I hoops, high school hoops, and everything else. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their website. Nathaniel Finch in doing the heavy lifting tonight. How are you tonight, Nathaniel? Pretty good, Coach. Outstanding. Big New Year's plans? I've got a few people wanting my attention, so I'll go to a couple different houses. (laughs) Didn't get the invite from you and Mrs. Lovell. What's that about? Uh, you and no one else. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, we have toned down our uh, New Year's Eve activities in the past few years. We, uh, we felt like we got, uh, you know, we were all Americans there for a while and decided we needed to kind of slow it down a little bit. So that age thing creeps, creeps up on you. Well, it's shoot, a busy you time of year. Till. We still got a lot of, a lot of games going on. So you got obviously the big matchup tomorrow. What do you think about Colts? These last two win two and you're in lose one or two. You got question marks. Well, they should win. Honestly, both games look like they're winnable against the seven, eight Raiders tomorrow. Some people out West think that the Colts should win that by three or more points. So I tend to agree with them there. I feel good about the Colts chances tomorrow, but I mean, it's, you look back to 2021 coach, they should have won those two games. Mm -hmm. Then it was against the same Raiders team. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, we all know how that went. This is just a different team though. I think that they should be able to get it done. And if they can win both of these, we could be looking at a hosting a first round playoff game. All right, Nathaniel, I want you to hang on while we talk to Steve Kolb from WAXL talking about the uh, Perry Spencer Tournament down south. Steve, thanks so much for the call. Good news uh, for Heritage Hills tonight. Tell me about the big win they have. Oh, Bob, the Patriots were so impressive, and particularly on the defensive end tonight. Uh, Against Florida Central, they really set the tone early. They were up 17-9 to nine after one quarter, and they led 36-9 to nine at halftime. Florida Central went scoreless in the second quarter. Heritage Hills had scored them 19-0. Just absolutely put the clamps on the Panthers in that second quarter. It was, it was really an impressive performance from Heritage Hills tonight. I'd say it is when you lock somebody up uh, for a quarter. Um, you know that's that's very impressive, irrespective of uh, what the conditions are. Uh, I'm sure another mega game for Trent Sicily. There, they seem to be playing awfully, awfully well right now, Steve. Well, I, I really have to give 
Bertrand a lot of praise because he led everybody in scoring tonight with 16 points. He didn't go up. He had 30 in two in both games yesterday and yeah. had 16 tonight. And I'm going to tell you what's impressive about that is uh, Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo was in the house for this. And everybody knew mm-hmm. it. He had, that word had gotten out. Coach Izzo was coming down after their game with Indiana State today. He was going to take in Trent Sisley's game tonight. And I was talking with head coach Nate Hawkins for Heritage Hills after the game. The, you know, natural tendency for a player would be when they have a, a major high division one coach in to see him is to make it about them. But we didn't see the Trent Sisley show right. in the first right. half. He didn't go off trying to score himself. He had five points at halftime. He was content to get everybody else involved. He was dishing the basketball. He was playing great defense. He, he made the rest of his team the stars in that first half. And then he got his in the second half uh, with an 11-point third quarter and finished with a game-high uh, 16 points. So um, it was just an all-around great effort for Heritage Hill. has got to give Sisley a ton of credit uh, for not forcing things and letting his team dominate in that mm-hmm. first half. Mm-hmm. Four Patriots finished in double figures. Jake Pryor had 13, Peyton Gray 12, and Hunter Meredith 10. It was a very balanced, very efficient uh, and kind of strangling defensive performance for the Patriots tonight. So what have you learned that you didn't think you already knew about this team, this big, big win in the uh, Perry Spencer tournament? Well, I'm not sure if it's learning anything new, but um, confirming what I thought was that this team Mm -hmm. really believes very strongly in each other and what they can accomplish. And when they sense that – opportunity to go in attack mode and really go after a team, they are ruthless about it right now. And that's what they did to Corden Central in that second quarter. When they saw they got things rolling on the defensive end, they just tightened and tightened it down and just absolutely uh, just dominated that second quarter to to a 19 to nothing uh, tune. And, uh, and that's not a, that's not a, terribly bad court and central offense right they just couldn't get anything going so if, that, if there's anything that we learned is how good this team is when they're playing well and they're playing with confidence steve kolb on the call of a big win for heritage hills over court and central in the perry spencer tournament tonight steve happy new year thanks so much for the call and enjoy the night thank you thank you bob we'll talk soon I'll look forward to it. Thanks so much. Scoreboard update coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. A pleasure to be with you. I'm Nathaniel Finch. You'll hear from me every 15 minutes. And over these next two minutes, I'm going to give you some uh, basketball scores. Let's start with some Division One basketball. Notre Dame in action today, hosting a good West, or rather, a good Virginia team. Just plain old Virginia, 76-54 to was that final score. Notre Dame getting on the right side of the wind column up in South Bend. And then Michigan State 
hosting Indiana State, the Sycamores. Coach says the hottest team in Indiana, not named Purdue. They fall to a very good Michigan State team, 87-75 to was that score up in East Lansing. Kudos to the Sycamores for hanging in in that game. And then yesterday, Purdue, of course, got the big 80-53 to win over Eastern Kentucky. The bigger story there, three straight seasons ending undefeated in non-conference play over the regular season for the Boilermakers. They've now won 35 straight regular season non-conference games. The first team in the Big Ten to go three straight seasons without losing a non-conference game. And oddly enough, the team who has the longest non-conference streak in all of basketball in the college ranks. That's Marion University. They won 79-54. to They've won 39 straight non-conference games, the most, of course, across all levels, and they play in the NAIA ranks. So Marion the winners over Rio Grande, 79-54. Then you had Manchester, 68-65, a close one over Franklin. Wabash, they fell 72-64 to against Washington University of St. Louis. Number 9, IWU, 93-65 to over Rochester Anderson, 75-61 to over Rose Holman. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network College Basketball Today. You heard Nathaniel talk about scores. Notre Dame, 76-54 winners over Virginia. Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101. We talked last night about a great football win by the Irish in uh, their bowl action. What about this performance by the Irish on the hardwood today? This is an impressive win, Dr. Clark. Mm -hmm. Bob, 11 days ago, the Fighting Irish lost by 20 to the Citadel, and some pundits thought Notre Dame would not win a game in the ACC this season. But this afternoon, the Fighting Irish dominated Virginia from the opening half to the final buzzer, never trailed, led by as many as 28 points in that 76-54 victory over the Cavaliers to improve to 6-7 and overall and 1-1 and in conference play. Yeah, what's uh, impressive about it is the Irish have struggled to score consistently uh, at, at various points in this relatively young season. And you're going against, you know, what I think most people would agree is one of the most solid defensive teams in the country. And yet they're out there uh, and they were impressive at both ends of the floor today, especially offensively. And one of the best coached teams in the country under Tony yeah. Bennett. And four players in double figures, led by J.R. Kinesny, who hit three straight three-pointers to start the game. He scored all of his game high, 17 points in the first half. He was matched by Kerry Booth. Marcus Burton and Kevin Jai also scored in double figures. But, Bob, the Irish out-rebounded UVA 40-27 to on the board. Mm shooting mm-hmm. 51% from the field. Coach Micah Shrewsbury said, this is a team that is really starting to grasp the process. They're taking small steps to get there, and you just can't let up now with North Carolina State heading to South Bend on Wednesday for a 9 o'clock tip-off. 
I'm not sure this would be called a small step. <laughs> I would tend to think of this more of a, a larger step than, than than that. And I understand, you know, you, you're playing a very difficult schedule in the ACC. I, I got that. But look, this is one. It helps helps those kids. You know, they feel better about themselves. Feel better about Micah. Everybody feels good. Clearly, you don't have much time to rest. But this is good, and get the fans kind of involved in it too. That's an impressive day for the Irish this afternoon. A very good fan turnout. It was uh, 574 area code tonight, honoring Kinesny and Marcus Burton, the local yeah. players on the team. And But Micah talked about the last three days in practice, really setting the tone for this game. The players are starting to trust each other. If they trust each other, they build that confidence, and then they really buy into what Micah Shrewsbury and the staff are trying to sell to the team. You mentioned the 574. There haven't been a lot of kids from that that area code who played basketball at, at Notre Dame, which is kind of, a, I think it's really cool that Kinesny and Burton are having the years they're having to this point. Well, and I hope that translates into some marketing, but it was a very good turnout at uh, Purcell Pavilion today. The fans really were treated to a show, but a lot of people came in saying, I don't know why I'm here today. They're going to get blown out, and you just have to have faith. <laughs> And, 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 you know, the players, you can only take so much. And they said, no, we're going to send a message to the country. And I think they did today. But as Micah Shrewsbury said, you just can't rely on this game as you go into North Carolina State. It's in the past. Let's take a lot from this experience. Well, let's translate it again on the floor on uh, Wednesday night. How's the women's team doing? Women are very solid as well. They had a big game yeah. the other day, and uh, I think they're in action uh, probably tomorrow. But uh, it's just, uh, 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 you know, the things are going well at Notre Dame right now with the big yeah. win for the basketball yeah. team and the football team ending on a high note. Women are playing very solid and lacrosse back on the practice field today. And it's, uh, you know, just ride it out. Enjoy it while you got it. Well, last night's win was an impressive one for the football team. We're glad you called us and talked about it, and I'm I'm sure that collectively people are still on a high after that big game. Yeah, you know, a lot of water cooler talk today. You know, Steve Angeli, uh, his nickname now is Peanut Butter Angeli, and a lot of people think that he should be the, the number one quarterback. And going into uh, spring drills, bringing Riley Leonard in, you know, it's going to bring out the best in everybody. The ones who want to compete are going to get the starting job, but a great recruiting class that was just signed this past week. So the future looks bright for Notre Dame. And the big thing that we always talk about, Bob, no injuries to stay away from the injury bug and that's always a good sign how did the re- obviously recruiting is over how did it go what's the perspective uh that the football coaches have on the recruiting efforts well this class is rated eighth in the country but next year's class that they're already working on is projected to be the tops in the country right now so it's 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 the culture that has really sent the message it's going after the players mm-hmm. that fit that culture and that's what Micah Shrewsbury is trying to do in basketball as well. Once you get that foundation poured, then you can just add the, the pieces that have been missed or are missing from the previous season, fill in the blanks, and then just keep it going. And right now, Notre Dame is doing a great job recruiting uh, in football. And uh, let's see how it translates out on the practice field and getting ready for the next season. All right. Who's, uh, so so is the schedule out? Next year's schedule out? Do we, know any, do we have any news about next year's schedule on football? 
Well, they start off down at Texas A&M, so it's going to be oh. Uh, oh. Uh, you know right into the frying pan, if you will, to right. uh, start off that uh, 2024 season. But uh, just trying to bring up the schedule right now, Bob. But uh, the schedule, I think, is actually going to play uh, Notre Dame very well, if I bring it up here real quick. If you'd hang on just a second. So let's no see problem. what it has to offer. <laughs> it starts off with Texas A&M. The first home game mm-hmm. is against uh, Northern Illinois. And then they travel mm-hmm. down to Purdue. They haven't traveled down to Purdue for wow. a while. Then they go. Good. Uh, they Good. host Miami out of the MAC. They've got a Ryan. return date with Louisville that beat them this past year at Notre Dame Stadium. Stanford at home, on the road at Georgia Tech, on the road against Navy. They host Florida State, they host Virginia, and then they wrap up the season at USC. So I think this is a schedule that is really going to play into the hands of the Fighting Irish. Yeah, I think it's also going to give them some challenges along the way. It's uh, they're, they're, That's not an easy schedule. No, but you really, you know, Take it to take the best on immediately. You'll face Texas right. A&M, and then uh, that will set the tone. But we'll see what happens and who's going to quarterback that team. But right now, Notre Dame is just feeling very good about that win, a lot of confidence, and the fan base is backing Marcus Freeman. I know there were a couple of people questioning him after a couple of losses this past season. <laughs> but it's, as right. we talked about it last night, it's always great to end the season on a winning note and then carrying that over into uh, the spring. I have a feeling that if uh, the legendary Newt Rockney somehow was resurrected and went out and coached and lost a couple of games, they'd find fault with what he was doing. <laughs> Especially in this day and age. But 2024, Bob, it's going to be the 100th anniversary of the Four Horsemen. So little pride wow. in history, taking that into yeah. uh, next season. And it should be a special one. He's Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101 basketball at uh, the pavilion today notre dame beating virginia in a solid solid win 76 54 the final big win last night in bowl action dr clark have a great new year and thanks so much for the call yeah we'll talk to you next year bob i look forward to it thank you you see how i did that he slid that in there next year that's good that's good and it's Hard to believe we're uh, coming up on New Year's Eve tomorrow. Greg Rickstraw, to whom we spoke earlier, and I will be doing the Cleveland State IUPUI Horizon League matchup. That's a 2 o'clock start, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott Agnes and I. Thank you for that reminder. Scott Agnes and I will be doing that game. Um, should be fun. Um, Jags had a big, solid win over Detroit yesterday, or excuse me, Thursday. And uh, Cleveland State's an impressive group, so we're excited about that. So check us out on ESPN+. Plus. Coming up, we're going to spend time talking about more basketball. Not a lot of games tonight. Um, this is one of those things you're up against it on the on the calendar, but some great games, the Hall of Fame classics, still some more tournament action going on around the state, which we'll talk about also. Well, later on tonight in the 11 o'clock hour, we'll talk about the Pacers. They went over the Knicks and uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, another double double with 20 and 20 plus. Uh, that's amazing to do that back to back is just. Uh, it's incredible, to, to be honest. We'll talk about that, plus um, more high school basketball coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. 
All eyes are on the Colts game tomorrow, hosting the Las Vegas Raiders at Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm Nathaniel Finch with Network Indiana Sports. However, earlier this week, some big news came out for the Colts. Hall of Fame finalists, of course, the Hall of Fame inductees will be announced on February 8th, the NFL Honors. But for the Colts, they've got three former horseshoe players, two legendary Colts players who are finalists this year. It's Reggie Wayne, former wide receiver for Indianapolis, and Dwight Freeney. This is Freeney's second time, Reggie's fifth being a Hall of Fame finalist. And, of course, Andre Johnson spent most of his career with Houston, played one season with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. He is also a finalist. But for Reggie Wayne, the current wide receiver coach for Indianapolis in his second year in that role, he said that you will know when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's going to be a party. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be fun times. That's why I keep telling everybody. Like, man, you, this your year, you'll get in. I say, look, you'll know when I get in. It'll be a party. And if I'm still coaching, you can best believe I'm going to be absent for a little while. <laughs> that was Reggie Wayne earlier this week talking to reporters at the Colts Complex. Of course, Indianapolis 8-7 and seven, and a three-way tie for the division lead. The Jaguars hold the tiebreaker over Houston and Indianapolis due to head-to-head records. So the Colts would need to win One more game than the Jaguars over the final two weeks of the season. Of course, Jacksonville, they get a 2-13 Panthers team at home this week. But Trevor Lawrence out for Jacksonville. It'll be C.J. Beathard, the starting quarterback for the Jags. It's an opportunity for the Colts to see if they can win a couple games and make their way into a home playoff game. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Pacers. 141-26 winners over the Knicks at uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Tyrese Halliburton again, a double-double. From the Valley Sports and the Indiana Pacers, our good friend Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah, thanks so much for the call. I hope Christmas went well, and I hope you're excited about the new year. And based on what's happening with the Pacers right now, I would think that would be pretty easy. You know, Bob, one of the weeks I always enjoy is the week between Christmas and New Year's. There's always a lot of, a lot of sports going on, a lot of family time, but it's been one of the best weeks of the year for the Pacers to have three wins, to have a win at Houston and at Chicago, and then tonight against the Knicks. And you said Tyrese Halliburton with a double-double. Uh, it was it was a double-double-double, if you will, because he had uh, 22 points and 23 assists, and he becomes just Yikes. the third player in NBA history to have back-to-back 2020 nights. It, it's truly remarkable what we're watching right now. You've been there for a while and watched some great players. The, the run he's on – I'm not sure how you describe it, quite frankly. Actually, it's it's breathtaking, and it's just the way he plays offense. You know, there there are going to be nights where guys aren't hitting shots, and so that helps. And that's one of the things. Yeah. Um, after the after the game Thursday, and after the game tonight, he was quick to say, "You don't get credit for the assist if the shot doesn't go in." But the thing is, right now, 
the Pacers' offense has a lot of balance. They have a lot of guys playing and shooting with confidence. Team shot 59.5% from the field tonight. They made 23 three-pointers. So when everyone is spacing the floor and is confidently knocking down the shots, it gives – uh, he's almost like the artist right now. He's he's orchestrating the offense. He knows whoever he passes to, find the guy that's the most open because then that person who's most open has the best chance to, to score. And, you know, when I write down every play that happens, I try to log the game as I go. But when the Knicks mm-hmm. score or an opponent scores, I've got to write it down pretty quickly and get my eyes back up because he <laughs> wants to get that ball so fast off the inbounds pass and quickly go the other way. There was a point tonight where he was in a pretty heated discussion with the referee because uh, it wasn't after a made basket. It was after, like, a ball out of bounds. And he wanted the ball quickly to go, and he didn't like that they were they were holding up the game. And so it's, it's just fun to watch. And when that offense is executing like that, um, it is. It's breathtaking. It, it really is. And what's fun about it is that these are young guys who are sharing the ball, uh, that believe in each other, and just from an outsider standpoint, going out there and having fun every night. Yeah, I mean, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, I'll also say, this entire month of December, you go back to that in-season tournament win against the Celtics, which was one of the best atmospheres I've seen in a long time. And really every home game during this month, uh, you, you see so many young kids, you see so many fans mm-hmm. that are just enjoying what they're watching. And the, the team made a starting lineup change, and that can go you know, a couple different directions. There were two guys in and two guys out, and maybe that could be some hurt feelings. I've not seen that, and I've been at practice, I've been at shoot-around, I've been in the mm-hmm. hotel lobby. I've not seen any hurt, hurt feelings. Uh, Buddy Heel, Noby Top in the last three games after starting for a long time. They're coming off the bench. They're all cheering for each other and Rick Carlisle's been quick to mention that when you do something like that it could have negative effects I mean it affects people's scoring it affects their minutes and sure. you know that if you take some of their minutes away and their scoring opportunities it could affect their contracts and so there are a lot of things at play but I think this team does understand that as long as everyone is getting an opportunity and you're winning the rest will, will kind of take care of itself so I do like the fact that after a little bit of a, of a post-in-season tournament hangover, it seems like this is back to the team that we saw qualify for Las Vegas. And to take these three wins into the new year, they're in a really good spot right now. Yes, what's cool too, Jeremiah, and you're clearly closer to it than I am, is there's, there's a buzz not just in Indianapolis or in the state, there's a buzz around the league about this team. Yeah, for sure. And I pay attention to you know national articles and listen to podcasts and starting with that in-season tournament run, and I'm guessing it's going to pick up here in the next week, I'm hearing more people that don't normally talk about the Pacers spend five or ten minutes on their shows discussing what Tyrese Halliburton and this team have been able to accomplish because when they're tuning in on Luke League Pass or even those games that were nationally televised, they're saying, man, this team is, is really fun to watch. And the offensive rating for the Pacers right now is the best all time. Now, it's only 31 games in. So it may not break that record, but that's Mm -hmm. a fun brand of basketball to watch. But I think you'll appreciate this. After about 25, 26, 27 games, Rick Carlisle and the coaching staff acknowledged to really do something long-term, you've got to play better defense. And so they made some changes. They they worked on uh, defensive improvement. And going into this game, over the last five games, they were 10th in the league in defense. And you might not say that's a big deal, but – 
if you're first in offense and you're 30th in defense, it's kind of a wash. <laughs> but if you can get at yeah. the end of the year to be first in offense and, and 15th in defense, that's really right. a recipe for right. success. And so that's what they're shooting for. Uh, they know they may not be, you know, to, to borrow a football phrase, they're not going to be the 85 Bears defensively. But they also don't want to be the team that just gives up as many as they score. And so over the last week, and really actually over the last six games, we've seen a, a much better defensive effort and the kind of effort that, that is, I think, sustainable to long-term success. So that's been the question that people have and, t- and talked about is sustainability of, of the offensive effort and be able to outscore people uh, over the course of 82 games. Uh, I have a tendency to believe that the way they're set up, they'll have success. Uh, to what level still depends uh, on a lot of different things. But it's hard to, to be a, an offensive force the way they are and then come back and uh, tell yourself you're going to be a defensive force. It's hard to do. There's a reason why uh, a lot of teams don't play this way or try to play this way. But I would say right now the early returns are, as you point out, they are getting better. And I think they'll continue to get better. The biggest key, as you know, better than anyone, everybody's got to stay healthy. Yeah, and they've done that as well. Right now, going into this game, there was only one name on the injury report, and that was Bruce Brown. He's missed the last four, and he's due to come back probably next week. And they've had one of the fewest amount of man games lost due to illness or injury this season. So that's contributed. That's helped. And also, it allows them to play that fast-paced brand of basketball because they can play maybe some shorter segments. Or if you you see a guy that gets tired, you've got a deep bench. Going into next week, I mean, there are going to be probably two guys – that deserve minutes that are going to be completely out of the rotation. So that does another thing, and that allows competition, and that allows mm-hmm. that makes the guys that are playing know they've got to perform or there's going to be someone right there to take their spot. So um, offensively, it's been it's been fascinating to watch, but defensively, they they just knew they needed to improve. And the other point I'll make with the offense is. Tyrese Halliburton has seen every kind of defensive coverage you could imagine since (laughs) since that in-season tournament run. And because he can drive, because he can shoot, and because he can pass, he's three-dimensional, and you you can't take them all away. So if they're going to say, hey, we're not going to let you beat us from three, then he's going to try to drive around you. And if you just immediately double him, he has enough confidence in his teammates that he'll just get it it out of his hands and, and maybe get it back five or six seconds later. So I really like what he's learned and the experience he's gained since getting all this additional attention. You got time to hang with me uh, through this scoreboard update and talk some more ball? Yeah, sure. I'm just driving home, so I may hit a drive-through, but I can do that during the commercial break. Outstanding. Jeremiah Johnson, I think you have, aside from what I do, the best job in sports in our state because you're there every (laughs) night. You and Chris and Quinn, you guys, I think that we're all lucky to do what we do. We all understand that. But, man, oh, man, to have the front row seat to watch these guys run up and down and have fun and knock down jumpers all over the building, I'm not so sure what is better than that, quite frankly. I think I'll agree with you. I just hope that I'm I'm blessed that it's actually something we get paid to do because we probably would do it for free. Uh, But it's it's a joy and an honor to have the the job. All right. Hang with me. We'll come back. We've got some scores, scoreboard update coming up. We'll talk some more basketball. 
Pacers win. They beat the Knicks today, 140 to 126. Notre Dame with a win over Virginia. Indiana State plays Michigan State tough, loses 87-75. And there's a little football game coming up tomorrow. Scoreboard update with Nathaniel Finch. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm Nathaniel Finch with some high school hoop scores for you on a Saturday night from downtown Indianapolis. The Hall of Fame Classic, the big holiday tournament today from Newcastle. Number 14, Attics in the first round over number 6, Kokomo, 69-59. to In the other first round game, it was Brownston Central 2A second best team without Jack Benter. And they defeated Brownsburg 56-48. That brought us to the finals. Third place game, Kokomo defeated Brownsburg 87-58 in the championship. Christmas Addicts defeated Brownston Central 76-51, a big tournament up in Newcastle. Another big tournament, this one was in Lawrenceburg, 12 teams for the Ray Fernie Holiday Classic. Newport out of Kentucky. They won the championship game 79-54, to the score over Fort Wayne Blackhawk. The third-place game, it was Whiteland, 65, Garrett Catholic, 59. And the fifth-place game, New Palestine, 91-48 to of Pike Central. Plenty more scores from that tournament. Some other scores from tonight, number four, Cathedral. 66-47 winners over Bishop Chatard. Warren Central, 72-70, to a big win over... 3-8, number two, Brebuff, the fourth-ranked team in the class of 3A, Heritage Hills. We heard this conversation earlier. 65-31 to 31 winners over Corridon Central. Franklin Central, 68. Southport, 62. Avon all the way down in Paintsville. That was a Kentucky team. They won 64-38 to 38 in that one. New Palestine, 69. Bethesda Christian, 49. That was part of the Ray Fernie Holiday Classic. I tell you, got plenty more scores from that one. Plenty more scores throughout the night. I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. We rejoin Jeremiah Johnson from the Indiana Pacers and Bally Sports. Pacers, unless you've been living in a cave somewhere, playing great basketball. They beat the Knicks today 140 to 126. You talked about a little bit of the hangover from uh, the in season tournament in which they played great. Uh, they seem to have shrugged that off, and they're picking up and playing well. Uh, we talked about it earlier that they've missed the injury bug, but uh, you got to believe, though, that they gained a lot of much-needed experience and confidence in the in-season tournament. Yeah, I mean, you look for you play all season to be able to get into the playoffs and to, as a young team, get some of those experiences. And you know, say what you want about the in-season tournament and, and being kind of a new thing for the NBA. You got those experiences in December. And so now if you can get back to the playoffs where everyone wants to be in April, 
you'll have that experience in your back pocket. And it's a little bit similar to a college team that goes to Maui or goes to Alaska and has that tournament experience that can help them in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for this team, I, mm-hmm. I won't say that the front office said that making the playoffs was an absolute goal at the start of the season. They're, they're still thinking big picture, but all of the players, uh, they were pretty clear. They want to be a playoff team. And so, you don't just want to now get to the playoffs. You want to have success, and you've shown in that in-season tournament you can play important games against really good teams, and you can have some success. And so uh, to have the different experiences this team has had 31 games into a season, I mean, they're not even at a halfway point. And true, right, they're not right. a top-four team now, but uh, that experience, you know better than anyone that those, those, are some, those are some opportunities that you just can't put a price on. I also think that the way this team is set up, it, it, in many respects, it's kind of, they're young, and that youth, that helps them in some ways. I mean, they're, they're still excited. They're still that youthful exuberance that, that college guys have, so to speak, and, and that bonding that they have with one another. And you see it much more than I do. There has to be sort of kind of a collegial feel about what these guys are going through. Yeah, to that point, Tyrese Halliburton talking with reporters at the press conference after the game today, he was talking about uh, the 23 made three-pointers, and he said that was a school record. <laughs> we all had to chuckle. I was like, hey. There you go. It's, it's the, uh, the school of uh, the <laughs> University of Indiana Pacers. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty fun comment. And I do think it does feel a little bit like a college team. And being around them, um, just – the, the positive vibes. Now, obviously, you're going to be more positive when you win than when you lose, and this team's won more than it's lost, but they just have a really good vibe about them. They're enjoying practice. They're enjoying shoot-around. They're supporting each other. They're guys jumping off the bench when somebody makes a block or a dunk right. or a three-pointer. And so uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. You weren't at the game. You didn't hear it. But but Tyrese Halliburton is comparing it to Iowa State, I think, a little bit right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, and it's it, and for you, uh, you know, you've done it, and you know, the NBA is kind of a jaded experience when you've been in them. It's a grind, all the travel, all the things you go through. It has to be refreshing to be around a group of guys who are young and having the best times of their lives, and oh, not coincidentally, playing great basketball. And I think this leads to some credit that deserves to go to Rick Carlisle and the coaching staff. No question. He's been, he's been yeah. around it a lot longer than I have. Yeah. And you could you could forgive someone with his experience level to maybe in December and January or in a five and seven to think, oh, no, here we go again. And it's been the complete opposite. He'll tell anyone who listens what a great job he has, what a great opportunity in life all of us uh, that get a chance to cover the NBA and travel with them have. And that you can't take for granted the opportunities uh, to play, travel, to everything that goes with it. And I think he tells the guys that. And so, if if there's a moment in January and there's a twelve game, twelve day, uh, six or seven game road trip coming up, if guys are fatigued, he'll be the one to say, "Hey, this sure beats doing something else for a living. Let's enjoy it, and make the best." <laughs> of it. And they're doing that right now. You got one more segment in you or not? Uh, I got to make a few drop-offs here on my ride home, so I might have to call it a night here. All right. Thanks for the call. Have a great New Year, Jeremiah. All right, Bob. I always enjoy being on. Thanks.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives.org is their website. That's driven the number two, save lives.org. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. And there are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. So once again, they're extremely important website. Driven, the number two, savelives.org. Nathaniel Finch, great job tonight. Everything is going well. So give me your thoughts on the matchup tomorrow with the Colts and the Raiders at Lucas Oil Stadium. Feeling pretty good about the horseshoe. They've got a winnable game against the Raiders, of course, you could call it a must win. It's as close as you can get to it. But I think the Colts have a good chance. Mm-hmm. No no uh Josh Jacobs tomorrow makes things a little bit easier. Having coached uh for over twenty years to pay my bills and make a living, I would tell you that every game's a must win. <laughs> Just you know, so it, it it amazes me how we toss around the term must win and they're all they're all must wins. If you're players, they're all must win. You know your paycheck de- de- uh, depends on you winning games and uh, all of that stuff. I understand what you're saying, but it, you know it's this is I think relatively clear even to a guy like me. Win two and you're in. Don't win two and you have to wait and see what happens. Yes, but like you said, the sentiment, you need to win this to make the playoffs and have a chance to set yourself up for maybe a game next week. You win, you win the division. Big-time game tomorrow. How about that? Absolutely. That's the, the injury report is kind to the Colts this time around. Now having Michael Pittman Jr. back in is a massive thing for them. Yeah, big time. We saw how they kind of struggled last week without him. Matt Taylor talked about a little bit how impactful he is, and it's going to be huge having him back. And with the week's rest, maybe his legs a little bit more spry. Should be good. Should be good. Jonathan Taylor back. Um, should uh, maybe, hopefully, be better health-wise than he has been and may get a little more usage, usage you hope. So what is it that uh, the Raiders will do that have uh, the Colts concerned? Well, obviously, Devontae Adams is going to be a problem for this Colts secondary. And this backup running back, I mean, we said that Josh Jacobs out is going to be big for the Colts, but Zamir White Mm -hmm. been putting up some numbers the last two weeks that he has been starting. So they're going to be able to run the ball pretty successfully, you'd think, and Devontae Adams is going to be a huge issue for this Colts secondary. And obviously, I mean, on the other end of the ball, Max Crosby, one of the best pass rushers in the league. I think Crosby creates problems for everybody, quite frankly. All right, Nathaniel, we'll come back, talk some more. Stay with us, short break, come back. Well, we got top of the hour scoreboard update with Nathaniel Finch, and then we'll be back talking some more basketball. This is Indiana Sports Talk. <laughs> 